Welcome to Broken Campfire, where the uh, the spookiest thing is the fire won't turn on. So we're just kind of sitting here in, in a clearing with a bunch of logs, and we can't save our progress at all. I have a flashlight. That just won't do. Can you rotate saves on a flashlight? I didn't think so. No. Well, uh, no. So if we say any social media cancelable things, we have to start all over. <laughs> we have to start the game over. Ooh. That's, that's, that's pretty spooky. <laughs> that's very frightening. Uh, yeah, we have uh, an abnormal episode for you today. When, when I didn't say an abominable freak of an episode. I'm Flask. Oh my and, uh, <laughs> and I'm hosting oh. because Andy is off saving the world today. Uh, Vito He's couldn't make Italy. it either. He's in Italy. Italy. Yeah. They're both in Italy. Everybody goes to Italy. It's such a it's such a lovely locale. It's it's such a beautiful destination. Vito wouldn't shut up about it, and everyone's taking advantage of the opportunity in October to go to Italy. Um, yeah, Vito couldn't make it either because he went back. Actually, uh, he's off saving himself. So we've got the devil's greatest servants, Greg and John. With us today, <laughs> they're gonna raise <Yeah>. some hell. <laughs> we're we're like the hell raisers, absolutely. We're like those uh, two little goblins from the Hercules movie, Pain and Panic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> can't get anything right. Uh, so yeah, you I can make you hate yourself, Flask. So you know. Oh, all right. You know, that's a good. That's a that's a good rule. Um, got sparks. Which one are you? Are you gonna be? Are you the little fat one? I'll be the tall, gross one. All right, I'll be the little fat one. <laughs> I'm like Bobcat voice me, right? Yeah, right. Is I that like true? That. I don't I know. Forgot he, that. I know he just hit a weird early. He's like an uh, impression like that or something. Yeah, yeah. I got to do the intro before my hair sets on fire. Uh, you can shriek at us on Twitter at Broken Campfire. No way! It really is Bobcat. It really is okay. Or, uh, yeah, scream mail us at brokencampfire at gmail.com. And you can also see our gameplay phenomena on Twitch and YouTube. And seeing is, of course, believing. So go check us out. I think today we'll start with Greg. Greg, tell us what you've been up to this past week. Anything startling? Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Speaking of Greg. Speaking of me. You know, I, I was like pain. I was Bobcat Goldwaith. <laughs> and you were Panic. You were Matt Frewer? Oh, Frewer. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise uh, known as Max Headroom. Yeah, Max Headroom. He's done a bunch of other stuff since then, but yeah, he's good. He's a, he's another like character actor. Yeah, he was Panic. Oh. I did not know that. He was in Lawnmower Man 2. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> I have not actually. All right, I haven't uh, seen it. Son, they would watch at night. Yeah, I'm, uh, we don't get. To, I don't get to do that anymore. Me neither, dude. I, well, I just can't. It's just I'm too tired. Then you know. Yeah, I just. We were at home. We have a, a group of friends who like. It's been going on for months now. They watch at least one, and it's primarily like '70s and '80s B and C list horror movies. They watch like one a night. They've just been doing it. It is pretty and wild when you think like about it. Two in the morning. Yeah, it is pretty wild when you think about it in that context that it's just every night. 
Uh, it's led by by Brendan Knoxville, and um, yeah, I'm I'm often there watching the movies, not as frequently as like uh, as Brendan or Alex or you know even Zach. Or I'm someone. I'm usually getting up to go to work when yeah. everyone's going to bed. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. but it's it is funny that it's just so consistent for so long. When you think about it like that, it's it's pretty nuts. I wonder how many movies we've watched like in the past year from that pattern. It's got to um, be a huge. It is a large, yeah, large number, over a hundred. Wild stuff, and they're all bad. <laughs> you get one good one that in like twenty. Is not true. Yeah, what about spookies? <laughs> Look, what I'm saying is they're all bad in a delightful way. They're Where all gloriously some, well, some cheesy. Of them, from what I've heard, we're just playing up bad, but yeah, a lot of yes, them are bad in a fun way, for sure. So, Greg, yeah, what's what you've been up to? Yeah, it's, hey, it's fine. Uh well, as you guys know, the last week I was sick, dying of some disease. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, so you know, I spent the next couple days afterwards being sick and not doing much. Uh I watched One Piece. My One Piece update, everybody. 842. Jeez. Of course. I'm trailing along. Uh, I'm at Big Whole Cake Island. I think I said that last week. Uh, I just saw yeah, the you're tea even party. further in it, though. Yeah, I saw the, the, tea, the tea party. The whole cake. Everything. It's chaos. Chaos. Uh, and then the only game I've been really playing. Well, no, I played play two games. I'm sorry. Uh, Playtale Requiem. I beat that. Uh, that is, as of right now, my game of the year. Wow! I cool. I love that game. That game was so freaking good. Would you say it's better I, uh, than the first one? In your I opinion? would absolutely say it improved on a bunch of parts. I uh, nice. I had I I was glued to it the whole time. Story was great. Had a great soundtrack. Some of the locations you go to are beautiful and then they get destroyed by rats and it's very sad <laughs> um the rat the rat factor is uh, off the chart uh there are rats the rats basically they're literally giant waves of rats in like part in sections of the game like smashing into buildings knocking buildings down it's crazy do you get to surf uh, the rats oh at one point actually yeah like, like I could imagine the 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 siblings on like a door or a part yeah, of a wall, like, just like I think sliding. It's like literally, down. like a part of a building, you're like sliding down while the rats are just going crazy. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it seems yeah, like at a certain point the world. Of... List. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. I, I definitely need to play those. Highly recommend it. It goes through. Uh, the story is really about like Amicia. You know, what would she do to protect her brother? Also, uh, how she reacts to the shit she did to protect her brother uh, like right. you know murdering thousands of people i feel like and then usually i have to kill more people and uh the characters that are with you like comment on it like wow you just all right i guess you can go ahead just do what you gotta do and i swipe through everybody yeah Very you cool. go from like yeah you gotta like <laughs> justify it some. It's like yeah. vigilante justification. Some, like, yeah, basically, sometimes I justified it, and then other times I was like, "All right, I just need to get through this area. I'm sorry." And then I just started like, uh, like they gave me these things. Uh, basically, you get a bunch of new like items. Uh, like you get, uh, you're working with an alchemist, and you get like Ignifer, which um, 
you can use to light fires. Uh, extinguish, which extinguishes the fire, and then tar to brighten the fire. And I think, I don't remember what it is, but it attracts wrath. And you basically use those three Jeez. things in combination with like rocks, uh, your sling, throwing them. Uh, and you have to traverse this like big wrath city. And it's really cool. Really nice messing with soldiers, hitting them with a uh, a thing to put out their fire and let the rats eat them. Because <laughs> then you don't got to worry about the rat. Yeah, and, and I, uh, you can just you can say they were gonna be rat food anyway, so it doesn't really. Matter. Yeah, they were. They were, and you know, you people don't get mad when they get eaten by rats. They're like, all right, that's fine. Oh, uh, but yes, I highly, very, very much recommend this game. I think you guys would love it. Game of the year for me. Uh, Misi is a great character. Hugo is a great character. Right. Super recommend. I really do love the concept of rats as like, as like an evil. Not not even evil, just like as a dark. It's just a uh, force. On a dude, force. Dude, it's exactly. just an entity yeah. that is there. <laughs> at a certain point, Boston, actually. Uh, I at a certain point, the world's got to be just more rat than worlds. You know? I feel like they're gonna make another sequel, wow. and I'm interested where that would that will go. Uh, but I would like to see like more stuff in that universe, like uh, you oh, know, cool. in the universe where rats are just all over the place, and you're trying to like escape. In a world where rats rule, yeah, that's uh, that's Ratland or Ratatouille or whatever the hell. <laughs> um, and then you know, Breakers. We kept we still playing Breakers, still clowning on all those all those raiders. We mm-hmm. uh, we played a game. I think what was it yesterday, John? And we beat this guy so bad he didn't even get anything. We just beat his ass crazy. We had a few of them. We, I, cause you know, like I, I, we may have talked about it last week, but yeah, there's uh, you know, there's three different characters. Boo, there's Cell, and there's Frieza. And when you're playing Boo, you start off as um, two characters, Yamu and Spopovich, who in the you know the show, they steal energy from other characters to resurrect Majin Boo, right? Uh, oh, that's fun. Right, yeah, it's a fun little when thing. Well, even more, a little unique thing. Usually, you know, when you if you're able to beat the raider. Get a little animation of your characters, like uh, you know, shooting like a beam or something together at them. Um, you know, normally because he's only there for stage one, you never see Yamu or Spovovich's uh, animation. They have like their own. Uh, but we decided to just not go for the the getaway, the time travel thing. We decided just to focus on beating his ass, and that's exactly what we did. We just fucking put him to the ground. <laughs> Uh, we I would and we did even like a worse version last night, and we did a we did pretty much the same thing to a cell, except for they just gave up like they knew they couldn't win, and, and like it was like thirty seconds to go, they just maybe like fifteen seconds to go, they just started spinning in circles, and they just refused to to, to do do anything. It was, it was pretty you, good. you dug cell's grave, and he just laid down in it. <laughs> I'm telling you, well, he spun in circles in it. Oh no, that's great. Uh, I was gonna say um, on the twenty eighth. Uh, I said a little bit about this in uh, our Discord yesterday, but uh, they're adding three new uh, transpheres, which are the little things you use to level up or uh, basically turn into uh, a character, like get the uh, skills. Uh, All right. They're adding uh, Cell, Frieza, and Majin Buu, and you're, like, I guess, able to play as them. Oh, interesting. So I think that's uh, very cool. Because, like, the other transpheres... They're like, uh, yeah, they're like Goku, Vegeta, Krillin, all them. Yeah, so mostly heroes, and even like the ones that are 
maybe were villains at one point, like 18 or something like that. Yeah. that she was a villain at one point, but she is a hero, technically. So, yeah. so these are these the first, like, villains? These are, like, the out? first, like... Well, I'm wondering, and these... are they... Are they only usable for the raiders? Like, there'll just be more skills for the raiders, or this? Are these for the? These survivors? are for the survivors. So I posted. If you look in uh, our Discord, uh, there's like a screenshot of one of your people as. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. And you get look, you get uh, the boo like sticky good gum thing. His version. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of <laughs> neat. <laughs> He's a man. Boo. He's like. Uh, I think there was one thing in like the anime where boo. There was it turns into a, like a handsome man for a moment. Like he molds himself into a handsome guy, but he still looks like Boo. Oh, yeah, right. Well, That's yeah, what I that looks that like. Too. Well, yeah. Well, there's a later moment in Super where they're going to use him for a tournament, and they train him up, and he looks super fit like that, and then oh, he falls yeah. asleep, and then do <laughs> just thumps so back shit, into fat. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, Frieza. The Frieza looks really good. Funny to me. Frieza looks creepy. <laughs> Uh, I don't like that. But yeah, uh, Breaker's really good. My last game, I've been playing with Kurt, uh, Gotham Knights. The uh, oh, yes. I think I got like a five out of. Yeah, how are you digging that? I think I got like a five out of five, uh, or five out of ten in uh, on IGN. Uh, playing this mm-hmm. with Kurt, dude, this is a fun ass game. I don't get why I don't get all the hate for it. Uh, I haven't had any issues. It's been working great for me. Me and Kurt have had uh. Like zero performance issues at all. Uh, missions have been fun. Uh, going out, killing the, uh, beating the shit out of people is a blast with your boy. I, uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. I think I'm like nine, ten hours into the game. And you are maining Nightwing. Yes, right? uh, I am Nightwing. Kurt is Robin, and uh, we, uh, we just kind of. Or I think we're playing it on hard. We just beat no, we just beat a part of Harley's quest. Uh, before before I came on here, we were uh, we were fighting Freeze, but uh, we died. So we're probably gonna do that when we finish that. Well, you guys died. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we didn't expect uh Freeze to pull out a Tesla coil and electrocute us. So what the heck? That's not oh, his. That's not his it. element. Well, if it's, to be fair, his the Tesla coil is part of a giant freeze thing that's freezing Gotham as oh. we speak, and there are like countless dead people, as Alfred said. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's a lot of dead people. A lot of dead people. But it's um, the game looks pretty cool. Uh, looks fun. You know, playing co-op. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how I probably would not be playing this. In a uh, single player, or I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but playing with Kurt, I'm having a fucking blast. Just you know, hey, Kurt makes everything. Uh, fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's true. But me and um, him just running so, around beating people up. Fun. Yeah, just from like ob- observation, the the combat and like the grappling traversal stuff, all looks fun. Have you played the Arkham games? I forget what yeah. your experience was with the Arkham. You have played. So what? It, how is the combat in comparison to? Those? Um. Basically, uh, the combat is you press X to punch, hold it to do a heavy punch, B to dodge, or it's like perfect parry, and uh, Y is to shoot, and A is to jump. It's a little little different, different but uh, I it's kind of like the same. I I want to say it's like dumbed Does down it- easier. Okay, oh, okay. Does it have the same like directional sort of aspect to it where you're like in a crowd of people, of yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. It does. 
Uh, that, but it, it feels it feels good. Oh uh, yeah, I have no problem. I think it feels good. Um, all right, that's good. It looks. I will say with co-op, or at least it looked, that's what it looked like. My me and Kurt were beating on the same person. It looked like our moves, like our characters, were like hitting, like to avoid each other, but also hit the guy. It looked pretty cool. Oh, that's sick. So yeah, I don't know cool. if maybe that was just my eyes playing a trick on me, or you know. <laughs> yeah, you were just hallucinating. I was, just, uh, I was hallucinating. This game looking cool. Yeah. I wonder what people like. Why people are getting a little down on it? Or, uh, or, I'm guessing or most of the it. reviews are because it's you know like 30 FPS on the console. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Kurt's Technical getting like hundreds of FPS. I'm getting 60 because you know Kurt has that behemoth computer now. Yes. So uh, yeah, it looks fancy. Yeah, I had I've had, had zero problems with the game. Maybe just because like it's a different type of game. Than the That's, Arkham games, that and also everyone was kind of looking did. forward to another Arkham game. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe people were definitely thinking of like you know Arkham City or all them, and this, I would say, is not like that. Or you know, it definitely isn't like that. Uh, it's, it, this is more what feels like, I guess, uh, their take at like trying to make one of those Avengers games, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, well, that game sucked. Let's try to, uh, <laughs> you know, not do that." That's what yeah. I get from the UI and the gear system. Like it's just it's oh, like yeah. made for live service. Yeah, the UI. I'm and then not they a just fan. Said, of. Well, we don't want to piss people off. Let's just make it a, just a single player, well, multiplayer, but you know, non live service game. Yeah, which which to its credit, it, I mean, it isn't a live service game. It doesn't seem to be. There's no sort of like, uh, I mean, there's loot in the game, but there's no like gotcha system. Yeah, I, no I haven't need to. I haven't to, been uh, asked to buy anything. I don't even think there's anything to buy in the game. I don't think there's yeah. any currency. So I'm cool with that. No, I don't think so. So yeah, if a game doesn't have a currency that I can buy with real money, that's a point already. Um, so either you guys are just having a great time with it. Or uh, we're just like... And it's kind of an outlier. There's like a gas leak in both of our homes, and we're just <laughs> having a blast playing it. But like Could me, Could just, I just think it's fun. Me and Kurt, just, we see we're like patrolling the city, we see crime, and we immediately beeline it and just start smashing some like this one innocent this one person will find they will start hitting like the innocent people around us oh they weren't innocent don't worry no they're probably usually they're in gotham at night no one's innocent at then yeah that does make it seem more like a ubisoft batman game like, like i would ubisoft that batman is what game. i would call this this is a ub this feels like a ubisoft uh batman game all right well if people maybe people will come to appreciate that about it and not deride it for i will it, say you know i mean a cool aspect uh there's four characters um and apparently what kurt was telling me he played uh rob robin and uh red hood and he said they played super different so i guess all four you know play like super different none of them are like the same which is cool because you know mm, that's pretty cool they could just have made them you know the same they could have yeah, that's that's a nice touch. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Oh no, wait, I lied. I have one more game. Uh, I bought it. I only played an hour of it though. I bought Teardown. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was, I'll talk. Oh, nice. Talk nice, more nice. about it. What spurred like, you to do that? Uh, it was on sale, and I saw they had a uh the featured mods uh thing come out, or like some update about mods. 
was like, oh, that's okay. cool. Uh, I'll take a, I'll like, I, I've been interested. Uh, they've had workshops for for a little bit, but yeah, they could have added, I don't know, maybe some new options or something. Yeah. Either way, great game. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, I'm like, I think I did like the third or fourth level, and I'm like trying to steal trucks. That's where I stopped. Uh, but pretty cool. Pretty cool so far. I dig, I dig, uh, you know, shredding through buildings to uh, steal stuff. <laughs> You would. Yeah, I like destroying it. You'll have to let us know apart. more about that sometime. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Andy's played more than me. I, cause I had the game. They had not released, like, the, I guess, quote-unquote, second half of it yet. Uh, They have now. I just have to. got to get back to it. Oh, neat. Okay. That's it. That's uh, all I got. Very well. I'm going to go now. Not leave, but I'm going to go. take my round table. Go. Uh, so, House of the Dragon, season one, ended. Uh, after 10 did episodes. Did you enjoy? I did. It seems more like an Andy talk. Sorry, bud. Yeah, unfortunately, he's not. I mean, yeah, he didn't you watch got it, the and he's expressed very thing. limited interest in it. I'm sure he'd have something to say about it. He'd probably have something to say. Um, he'd have some shit to say about it. <laughs> Probably actually some shit, even though he hasn't. Um, you've read the books, uh, right? Yes, yes. How I am. I, is it to the books? I mean, I haven't read the books because you know I'm a illiterate moron. Uh, mm-hmm, of course. But how would you? How would you say it held up? So I, I mentioned this when the season started, but um, the interesting thing about this adaptation is that the book that is the source material for this show, Fire and Blood, is a historical account written in-universe, or written by an in-universe character, a maester who lived hundreds of years later after these events. So uh, he is taking... Uh, no, no, no. He, he has read accounts of people who were supposedly there, supposedly witnessed these events. So he has like three or four accounts that he is drawing oh, from. Really like a Bible thing. Basically, yes. He's it's like taking, World, he's World taking, War Z, but with dragons. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Yeah, it's it is written as a historical uh, uh documentation, like like a an account of the events of the time period. Um. So yeah, you have the bias of the maester who's writing it way after the fact, and you also have the bias of the sources of the people that lived at the time that this maester is drawing from. So everyone involved in the storytelling is biased in in Fire and Blood, uh, which makes. It all secondhand or thirdhand information that you cannot trust. Generally, it may be correct, but you can't actually trust the details or that the all, the events all happened the way it said they happened. In the show, naturally, they have to portray the events firsthand. It's happening live. All these characters are experiencing it in real time, and you're seeing that. So there, there is some fun stuff they're able to do with interpreting the the biased events of the book. Uh, through the lens of uh, it happening currently, presently. Uh, so they're changing some stuff, but in a way that's like, oh, that's what happened. You know, like, like that's what really happened. Some of the accounts are correct. Some of the accounts are misguided. Um, and so it's it's like pretty accurate. It's pretty faithful to the source material, but in a way that they change stuff because it's really happening instead of a secondhand account. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's kind of uh, that's a neat thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that very often. 
because most books are or I, that are I adapted. Guess it sounds neat. Does it does it actually work well? Sorry. I would say so. Yeah. There. Okay. So my overall impression is pretty positive. It, but it's not a perfect show. It does get stuff wrong, and I mean like not wrong in terms of adapting, but in terms of decision making on the writing level. Uh, there's some stuff that's just like, okay, that doesn't make sense, or that's not what would have happened, or I'm I'm questioning that choice of storytelling. But I would say it does a lot right, and it's consistently entertaining to watch. Um, and it's it's entertaining for me as a as a person who's read the book. I'm sure it's very entertaining for people, maybe more of entertaining for people who have not read the book and are just getting more good Game of Thrones type stuff. You know, they're they're like hearkening back to when Game of Thrones was a good show in those first four seasons. Uh, it's got that sense of self-seriousness and uh, and care put into it. And that's the thing, like it's clearly made by people who are at least attempting, striving to handle the material with care. And that goes to prove that a show with a lot of character posturing and maneuvering isn't inherently frustrating or boring. A lot of shows that have that, goddamn, they're boring or they make me so mad. But it can work well if every stage of creation is fired up and thoughtful about the decisions being made. Yeah, I would I, yeah, I would say it's a good good. One. I'm looking forward to season 2. Nice. How many, uh, All right, very from cool. how much, uh, they showed in season one, how many seasons do you think they'll do? Uh, honestly, maybe. Have they talked about that? Oh, I, I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know that information. Um, uh, I don't even know if they've talked about it. But from uh, maybe two seasons of the events that they've said they're going to depict. Like, if they continue, there's more material in the book than the events that they're depicting one time period from the Targaryen dynasty, whereas the book Fire and Blood, Volume 1, depicts a much larger span of time, a longer span of time than just those events. So they are, they are selecting the most interesting part to adapt. And so if they chose to continue for some reason, which I don't think they will, uh, they could go longer. But it seems like maybe two seasons, maybe three if they stretched it. Um, but two seasons as like a condensed... Uh, solid product I, I would say and it's definitely going to pop off in season two <laughs> it's going to be a lot more uh wild action stuff which you know i'll actually give it a watch no uh, i've not watched it yet yeah you know if you can enjoy the political intrigue and the maneuvering and also you like people backstabbing each other and dragons and uh, uh that's like my that's mo dog <laughs> betrayal i did not enjoy game of thrones i probably will not try this that's okay yeah i i understand i can understand that it, that it wouldn't be for everybody um yeah how's the dragon i forget when it's coming back what, whatever um i also watched that new movie barbarian that's getting some buzz right now it just released digitally it's been in theaters uh, I know Andy saw it and liked it. I was like, Andy saw that a few. I will probably never see it. I did okay. not see it. I have no idea what it's about. I don't, not even the, the slightest. It's about barbarians, right? barbarians. No. <laughs> it is All about. Right, well, why the fuck is it called Barbarian then? <laughs> you come to understand why it's called Barbarian, although I don't. I still don't think it's like necessarily an apt title, but it, it like makes not sense. Not even like close, like not even sort of like Barbarian. 
Try to get angry. Like, oh. let me let me just tell you, it it the the premise is a woman. This is modern times, like twenty twenty two. A woman, okay, uh, comes to Detroit and has booked an Airbnb in a bad part of town. And then she comes uh, there at night and finds that there's a man already there who says that he booked the place on a different app. And so there's some kind of conflict. And in a very like sort of realistic way, they try to figure out the situation. But of course, because this is a horror film, uh, things progress and and there's more to everything than it seems. And it gets crazy. Uh, so. Yeah, bar- barbarian refers to something that you come to understand, but it, it's not uh, like obvious. It's you know, it's a modern oh. horror film, especially with its focus on social snafus and and I don't like that <laughs> internet problem. I was honestly this entire time thinking it was like some sort of Northman kind of clone. <laughs> I don't blame you. I thought it was unless like you a saw the Broadman Dune, the Fleeman Sword of Fire kind of thing. <laughs> I do not blame sure. you. Uh, poster, the, I mean, did like you enjoy what it was, though? Uh, so, first of all, I just wanted to mention, it's, uh, it's written and directed by Zach Kreger, Zach Kreger, of the, uh, the sketch comedy group Whitest Kids You Know. You guys may remember that uh, back in the okay. day. Okay. Right. Um, no, yeah, of course. So yeah. that surprised I me. I actually didn't watch it very much, but I have seen some of the, I've seen some of the bigger clips, you know. He's the guy who always had, like, the shorn head, like, the shaved head. Kind of short cropped okay. hair. Well, the the main guy he uh, he died recently. Trevor right? Moore, yeah, he he passed yeah. away recently this year, I think. Um, but yeah, Zach Gregor, I haven't seen him in a while. Why would I have? But he uh, he shows up right and directing this movie that's getting some good buzz. So good for him. Uh, anyway, the first forty ish minutes of it, I think, are the part that works. Uh, it's like the muted buildup of this like this good premise. I was intrigued to see what would be revealed. I was looking forward to some things that I thought were coming. Uh, not that my expectations ruined it for me. I'm just saying that I could see, you know, it building to something. The next hour, I felt, devolved into a lot of horror tropes and, like, nonsensical beats that had me rolling my eyes pretty frequently. I would say that it had potential. Uh, there's some aspects of the final hour that aren't ineffective, like... Uh, some social commentary stuff and like spooky imagery. It does have some of that, but it's dragged down by messy, trite horror beats. Um, I know Andy got a kick out of, out of some of the moments in the second half, which I totally get. And I see how you, how you would though. He did say he also, he thought it slowed down a bit in the second half. Uh, overall, I, I can't recommend it. And not for the reason that it's not about, uh vikings but just because <laughs> just because it falls into those damn frustrating horror beats uh and i also think it didn't necessarily deliver on its setup as good as it could have but considering the positive reception it's getting you still might like it you out there in the ether uh cuz it's yeah it's getting good feedback good scores and stuff like that so if you're just sitting and down to watch what do what do you say Oh, say another negative is name barbarian. Sorry. Yeah, you just can't get over it. I know. I'm just, I'm just stewing. <laughs> just stewing. Um, if you're just sitting down and you don't really care, and you're just watching, you know, another, another horror film, it's like, yeah, you know, all right. 
That's my review of a Barbarian 2022, written and directed by right, Zach. Right Carter. on. Uh, I've got a quick horror-esque comic book recommendation, actually. Might be Ooh. worth checking out for you. I've been reading some some horror comics recently, but nothing that's really like stood out. This this one I think is just kind of interesting. It's called These Savage Shores. These Savage Shores. I think it's from like 2018, 2019 by Ram V and uh All illustrated right, never by, heard of it, by but, Sumit uh... Kumar. It, uh What's its it? premise is a vampire flees London Ooh. to okay. Calicut, India at the order of his master to treat with a prince, a young prince, but it soon turns out that knights in Calicut have teeth and the kooky East India Trading Company is stirring up trouble again. And yeah, India has monsters of its own. So uh, the art's art's really nice. Uh, The writing is not super in-depth, but I would say it's very like serviceable for this story it's trying to tell. And there's some poignancy to how it's tying it. This takes place in 1766, by the way. So it's it's very poignant for oh, like okay. how, you know, in themes of colonialization, exploitation, stuff like that. Um, not super in depth, but uh, good good like mixture of horrorish stuff on top of that. These Savage Shores, yeah. Um, I may have more recommendations right. next time because okay. I've been trying to read some more horror comics. Uh. But that was just the one that was like, oh, interesting premise. That was the warm-up. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing an assortment of smaller, very indie horror-ish games. Horror-horror-adjacent. These are all... It's the season, uh, yeah. It is the season. These are all pretty cheap or free, sometimes in some cases. Usually short. So just, like, ratting off recommended games. I'm sorry I don't have... I should have prepared, like slides for you you know like links for you guys so you could like see these in order but uh just you know if any of these sound interesting you can you can look them up of course so uh frostbite deadly climate it's a uh a short first person survival horror set in an antarctic base i believe clearly inspired by the thing it's solid frozen solid solid little game uh, All right. That's probably the most like the fr- frostbite deadly climate is probably the most like just you know if you ha- if you can get it cheap just you know have fun for like an hour or two just have you're gonna have a l- good little time. Um, a place forbidden is uh, you're in a strange library that keeps changing, and the phone calls are getting aggressive. Shit's going down. And what's in it this forbidden? Library. It's pretty forbidden. You you, you do not want to be there. <laughs> For good reason. Uh, Corpus. Buried over black soil. Corpus. Basically a uh, haunted house game that tells a story of like like a, sh- a little historical tale. Uh, I believe like World War II era maybe. While trying to, uh, to spook you with haunted house scares. But it, you know, it has some reservation and it, it not really subtlety, but um yeah, it's a it's a neat little game. Uh The Supper it was a super short and sweet 2D pixely adventure game where you're cooking gruesome meals for some suspicious characters 
some little monster dudes. So you have to go around and like do adventure game shenanigans to, to collect ingredients for these meals. It's fun. Very short. Very short. The Enigma Machine is a first-person puzzler where you're doing tests for an AI, but the AI is starting to remember things. And all may not be what it seems, because those memories coming back is, ain't good news. Uh, oh, no. And it really starts to fuck with your, um, your perception. And like your 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 entire gaming experience, it gets really really wild, really crazy. Hog Hunter twenty twenty one, just a hunting game where you shoot hogs in the woods, or is it? Question mark. Oh, and then or is it? And then Spookware is uh, an adventure game with rhythm mini game gameplay. Uh, 2D sprite in 3D world art style and a bit of a sense of humor. It's, it's one of those wacky games. Clearly inspired by WarioWare, both in like sort of uh, manic sense of humor and the, the, the mini games themselves. But for the skeleton crowd, everyone in the game is a skeleton. Because of course, spookware. Uh, yeah, that one's fun. Probably the most polished of any of these, to be honest. So yeah, those are my those are my short and sweet game recommendations. I've just been playing a bunch of those. Some of them are some of them ain't so good. Some of them don't work so good. Made by one guy good. in his basement, and he's like, he, 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 you know, he's still learning game development. Ain't so good. Hey, As he's for, getting out there. He's getting out there. That's what you hey, gotta he's do. Always making games. progress. He's got that more, one more than I have. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's it for this. <laughs> that's over the small game rex but as for slightly meatier titles Man, you've been i've also been playing grabbed by the ghoulies sorry my mic was off my i rare. fucking love that game flash original or for like the original the... xbox fuck 2003 yeah dude they are so good you're a fan of that i love that game played it when you were a kid i see played it when i was a kid at my one at my uh, one friend's house that game was the best <laughs> what do you think the like when was the last time you played <laughs> like probably uh, like, i played it on the xbox one uh oh, they okay. had like you they did. had like a collection thing that came out uh when i originally bought the xbox one i got that i think i was the only I heard game that i played. was a little bit more okay i had heard that, that that version was a little bit polished so that's good uh why well, was this one uh not polished or great well no, no just i'm playing it on uh on emulator xbox emulator. Uh, so there is like slow down and and uh gotcha. like that. But uh yeah, that was a cool game. Why do I play children's games from the era of my mine own uh, childhood twenty we years children? after the fact? Because it's fucking comfy, that's why. <laughs> Great song in the beginning. Oh, what's the song? Is it just just like the, the theme music? Yeah, the, the theme song the and the, and the go and then all the ghouls coming up going and going blah, blah, screaming at you. Very cool. I do like its whole presentation. Yeah, I love it. That um, I like when Death shows up and you just kick the shit out of him. You can beat up Death, and his one is his touch will kill you. Yes, one he touch will touch you if you break the rules. Main character's a fucking goof. He is a goof, Cooper. Uh, I never, yeah, I never played this before. 
I knew of it, of course, but uh, it's the first post-Nintendo Rare game. And let me just say right off the top, smash every ghoulie. Ghoulies must die. I think we're all on the uh, same page. The ghoulies should be the, the victims of genocide. I was neutral, but you're winning me over. Mm-hmm. It's basically us or them, I would say. Ghoulies drool. So now that we've established that, uh, the game still looks good. Not, like, good. <laughs> but uh, its art style mostly still holds up, I would say. It's got that cell-shaded uh, cartoony look. But with, you know, it had the power of Xbox behind it. So good reflections, good lighting. Um, still looks pretty decent. It's funny, Rare, I think, was inexperienced with making human models. So the humans look the worst, but the like all the beasties look fun. You know, cartoony. But it's cool. Uh, I like the comic book presentation that it does for some reason. Like the all the story stuff is presented through comic book panels. Don't know why, but it fits it works the combat is interesting maybe not super smooth but it's like the it's like the directional stick type from the generation before batman arkham games figured it out it's funny we were just talking about that but it's kind of like that you're using the right stick to attack in in whatever direction um but it doesn't really work because like the camera is always fighting you you're having to turn it with the triggers Mm. but uh your boy Cooper does drop kicks and breaks chairs over skeletons, so that's good. You know, that saves it. Um, there are some segments where it takes you first person and uh, has you walk through, like, ha- haunted house scare gauntlets <laughs> where you have to do, like, quick time events to, to prevent Cooper's heart from exploding. And you sometimes have to uh, avoid like, environmental really, scare like, bombs like ghosts. Ones, aren't they? Where you gotta be yes. like A-A-X-B-A-Y-X-X-B-Y-Y. It's like it takes forever uh-huh. to focus. Oh my god. And the more you miss or or like uh get wrong, it takes away your health, which is already the way it does health in the game is for some reason every room you enter, it just randomizes the amount of health you have, which is insane. I was like, am I playing on some kind of mode here, or is this the actual game? Well, Do you remember that? The red, that's the the curse, the Red Baron's curse. I know it's like it has justification in game, but it's it's insane because sometimes you'll end up with like, oh hey, five health. I got five. Like, yeah, <laughs> that I do. I got five that. this time. Oh look, there's like 15 mummies which can't be killed unless you throw them into fire or something. That or the skeleton uh, parties. Mm-hmm. Just Where you have both. to avoid, yeah, avoid everybody. Uh, yeah. Actually, the whole game takes place in a in a lovely haunted house. Which is always a great setting, of course. Uh, your main goal is overall, your girlfriend, right? You are saving your girlfriend. Yeah, uh, she she definitely goes through some shit. <laughs> she's uh, she's having a bad time, and there are other locked up children around that you can also save. But yeah, overall, it's like not a good game, <laughs> but well it's it's like a series of many many rooms where you have to complete a certain challenge to unlock the door that is the game have go at it you know but you can pick up items and the combat's like fun and frustrating and it sometimes gets frustrating with the mechanics but some of the challenges are bullshit whatever it's somehow still comes together into just like a, a fun little thing 
so uh it holds up in the sense that like it's it's almost halloween you're you're rolling up a game from <laughs> from 2003 from your childhood on the xbox grabbed by the ghoulies you know it you love it it's got ghoulies it's a cartoon basically that you're playing you know what you're in for yeah. it's like the similar vibe of like one of those scooby-doo games i played uh in past years so yeah it has merits that's it for me, though. That's it for my roundtable. I'm sorry if that. I went. I. No, it's it's all right. I was fine. It was fine. Right. Uh, so yeah, there's. Jeez, there's only three of us. John, what have you been up to, man? What's what's you been doing the past week? Uh, I mean, really a bunch of nothing. You know, I'm playing Breakers with the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it, gameplay wise. Uh, in the world of entertainment. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I well done a YouTube hole and I started watching the Men in Black animated series or what I could find on YouTube. I found pretty much the full first season. Huh. A few episodes of the second season. Yeah, I've watched it before, but I just, it's, I just remember being a banger and it, it still is. Uh, and then I have HBO Max and I started watching the Batman animated series. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And also, still a banger. I mean, way more episodes than I thought. I'm still on season one, I think, but I'm like 30 episodes in. So, I mean, the seasons are just huge. Uh, I don't know if that keeps throughout, but I know at least season one is. Um, Wait, how, how, did you say how many seasons there are, or did you not know? I think there's three. Okay. I believe so. The, uh, then, are you counting... Didn't they change to, like, the new adventures I was just of thinking Batman? That, I, was saying, I don't know if that counts... Yeah, because eventually it was like the adventures of like Batman and Robin or something. Like, yeah, there's like a slight change to it. I know people are more uh, enamored to this day with like that original run when the art style was more like grounded before it got more Bruce Timmy, you know, more Justice League esque. Uh, yeah, and not just because of the art style, but also because of the the tone. I think was darker in that original run. You're enjoying it though. I'm enjoying it. It's a very human Batman, you know? It's not yeah. like the, the kind of Batman you see based on a lot of cartoons now where he's like this invincible creature who can take on, like, gods or, like, Arkham where he's taking on 20 people. Like, this Batman fights, like, two guys at once. And sometimes, like, if there's a third, he'll get, like, knocked down and, like, tied up. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Like, he's he's like a, like, a, like a person. I mean, he still does insane shit. Like, he'll put, like, somebody over his shoulders and start jumping between buildings. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's still a cartoon, you know. As far as, like, his combat and, like, logical capabilities, he's still very much a person, you know. He still gets beat up and fear-gassed and, and right. defeated. I mean, obviously, he's going to win at the end of the episode, you know, but... Uh, he's more like yeah, a but man I don't know. I feel like a very different Batman than you see now, where he's just, like, so unstoppable... Like, just, you know, nothing can touch him no matter what. Which is interesting because that was post-89 Burton Batman, who kind of recodified a, along with Dark Knight Returns, of course, recodified a sort of, like, grim, dark, super serious, uh, super prepared, like, bat god type guy um, who is, like, you know, he is a creature of the night. Whereas Batman the Animated Series, as you're saying, is like more grounded. A guy in a suit who struggles, sometimes loses, and has has emotions. You know, he's not 
emotionless, right? Oh, yeah, there's show, tons of episodes. Yeah. Or, ton, yeah, tons of episodes ago. And, and you see a, way more Bruce Wayne than, I mean, obviously this is his own show. So, like, you know, in a Justice League or something like that, I'm just going to focus on him. You see a lot of Bruce Wayne. I mean, almost as much. I mean, pretty darn close. I would say it's pretty darn close, like 50-50 to the amount you see Batman. Which you don't really get um, in other stuff. You know, that's, that's pretty Oh, rare. yeah, exactly. That's probably why, yeah. you know, to this day, people regard it so highly is that this is like really nails an, a great take on Batman. Yeah, absolutely. It still holds up. And then, you know, obviously some of that, you know, Batman not fighting 20 people. You know, I'm sure that's, they didn't want to draw 20 people and mm-hmm. they didn't want to animate Batman fighting him. But mm-hmm. like, hey, like, I don't know. It all works cohesively. And yeah, it makes a different look in the character that I think still really holds up. And it was animated on like black paper. Right, so like, it gives it this very kind of ooh, brooding. Yeah, definitely. Look. Yeah, it's a totally unique. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I'm not an art guy. I can't describe it, but you just look at it and you're like, I have not seen like a show like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the knight. Yeah, so I've been uh, doing that. That's that's pretty much it. And you're enjoying, enjoying uh, Men in Black. You said you like that's that's yeah, Men in Black. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say it's as good as Batman, but pretty darn solid. I think it went on for three seasons. Definitely oh, wow. shorter That's seasons, pretty... like 13 episodes, 12 episodes, something like that. But a pretty cool show, and uh, I don't know. It's easy to complain about show's animation style now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being kind of, I guess, simplified or just, uh, some people would say dumbed down. It's true. Uh, don't tell anybody. And I mean, true. you just—I you, don't know. You look at the cartoons, but I look at something like *Men in Black*, and I'm like, I can't believe they like made this because like it is so like crazily animated, and there's so many like you know like, people are anatomically correct, and there's these mm-hmm. aliens, and you know there's just action sequences and stuff, and it's like, and you know obviously they cut some cartoon corners on, and I'm saying it, I'm not saying it's like amazing, but I I just I couldn't imagine seeing it like this like today, outside of like anime, obviously, yeah, in the Western world. Uh, yeah, it's a dying art form, the two D animation. And for and for something just for like a like a fuck and obviously I know it's like a it was probably a, I mean obviously at the time it was a bigger franchise as now. Yeah, it was a big franchise, but like you know, it wasn't huge. It was men in black. Yeah. Uh, so for them to go all like that, they didn't they didn't need to go all all like that for men in black, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Why'd you make did. such a banger for men in black? Dude, the intro, uh Oh yeah, I remember that being good. Uh, both in, in music and the the title like animations and whatever you want intro animations man watching yeah that's just no oh, good a, a compilation of like 90s animated intros is so cozy and there's they're all so good sure <laughs> for sure uh but yeah that's that's basically those two have been what I've been doing the last week Are you gonna watch continue the, on uh, to like Godzilla Animated I was series. about to say, <laughs> I was literally about to say that, Greg. I was about to say, are you going to continue on to the Godzilla animated series or Mummies Alive, perhaps? Uh, you know, Godzilla's possibility, maybe Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, that's uh, another one. Good one, right? Hey, Jackie. Uh, although I'm not, I don't think Jackie Chan, I don't know. I heard a lot of bad stuff about Jackie Chan, the person, but oh, I'm yeah. not going to hate on his cartoon. 
No. Hey, he, that's he was real like, Jackie Chan. Cartoon Jackie Chan's a different person. He's a respectable yeah, he's literally a respectable individual. He is, you're right. They and they meet in like one episode, don't they, or something like that, or Oh, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Something he weird. appeared live action. Although in the intro, it does see them forming into each other. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I'm going to think about Eventually, that Eventually, they spiritually combine. Yeah. They must. Uh, but Nick's the mummies alive, I assume. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm doing, I'm <laughs> okay. doing that. Very well. So that is, that, that is, that is it for you, roundtable-wise? Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, then, let's... Uh, Let's just take a break at this point. Break. Hey, Editor Flask here. Uh, I don't have break material this time, so I thought I'd add a bonus horror comic recommendation here. I've been finding it difficult to recommend something wholeheartedly of the stuff I've read recently. Most of the comics I've been reading recently have been just okay. Just okay. Uh, But as not to leave you with nothing, I can recommend Eat the Rich by Sarah Gailey and Pius Bach. It's about a woman going to meet and visit her boyfriend's wealthy parents at their summer retreat. And what she comes to learn is that rich people have some unsavory traditions. Because of course they do. Not a novel concept, but... uh, what I liked about it is how the protagonist reacts and processes the situation she's landed in instead of like horror movie screams. It involves social anxiety and self doubt and the need for self-determination, that kind of stuff. So uh, I appreciated that about it. Her, her character as the viewpoint, uh, the comic does end pretty abruptly, which is unfortunate, but I, I think it still works. So uh, check it out. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. (laughs) Welcome back. Spectral victims of the intact campfire summer camp rat massacre of 1973. Remember that one? (laughs) Sure. You were there after all. And you'll be here. Forever. All right, boss. Guys, news. Let's go door to door in our costumes and spread the news. News, 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 news. They said it. Yeah. Uh, first, I wanted to mention a couple things about the Silent Hill presentation from last week. Uh, one thing I failed to bring up is that Bloober Team's Silent Hill Two remake is going to have an over-the-shoulder camera, which I don't think we mentioned. And that immediately changes the entire feeling of the game and uh, means we we probably won't get any cool camera angles in gameplay. You know, it's just going to be during cutscenes, stuff like that, that we'll get any sort of cinematic, which is weird because their last big game was the medium where they used fixed camera angles. So very strange, their decision to change that. I, I know it's because they said that they wanted to change the combat, but um, so maybe the combat will be like better even though they're not a developer known for combat in their survival horror games. But I think we'll be losing something, honestly. I don't know if you guys agree, but like without fixed camera angles in, in those that Silent Hill 2, you know, like there was something to that, I think. Never played through a Silent Hill game fully, so I mm-hmm. can't totally remark. 
Uh, I'm sorry. But hey, it works for Resident Evil, you know, remaking mm-hmm. the second one without... It did, and I'm sure that's what they're... I am I am positive uh, that you're right that that's what they're emulating. Um, I just... Resident Evil is a more action sort of a horror, and Silent Hill 2 is just sure. more focused on the atmosphere, so um, I'm worried. Uh, I just thought that was m- worth mentioning, even, even belatedly. The other thing is that Silent Hill Ascension, which presented itself, if you recall, as, the, as a uh, multiplayer experience of some sort. That's actually a, a massively interactive live event. That's the quote. Basically, it's going hmm. to be a live broadcast Silent Hill story where the audience makes narrative decisions uh, and changes the course of the events, like Twitch plays Silent Hill, basically. Uh, and it's only going to be aired once. So that's what that is. Oh, wow. Does yeah, it's not the audience get murdered by a pyramid head if they guess wrong? You just pick random people, kill them. That would be funny if they just like God. That you wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want to just pull names from fucking Twitch chat to kill. You're not you're not knowing what's going to go up on screen. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not you know Silent Hill Reverse. It's it is uh, an experimental live event type thing. So that's interesting. Uh, Let's rattle off some quick announcements that are a little bit outdated, perhaps. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PC on November 18th. Oh, cool. Maybe I will pick it up. I was kind of waiting. I had played the the first one, but... I'm going to pick it up. Absolutely. And I'll play this. Yeah, it's like that that makes it so much more accessible. For some reason, there's like a disconnect with feeling like, oh, I got to play... Even for people who have PlayStations, it's like, oh, I got to get it on PlayStation, but now that's coming to PC. Much more accessible feeling. Uh, and it's a whole nother game. Harrison Ford will play General Ross in the next Captain America movie, New World Order, taking over for uh, William Hurt, who passed away in March. You well, went, that is, eh. I mean, that is a shame. I don't care. I, I, maybe a hot take here, maybe the hot take the night. I don't care about Harrison Ford. Neither do I. Neither and do Indiana I. Jones, obviously, good movies. I, yeah, I, Star Wars, debatable. You know, uh, uh, David Blaine, I scared the soul out of him. But Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, okay, yeah, yeah. He like, put like, uh, like a card in an apple or something, and Harrison Ford goes, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> really you black magic bastard just being a fucking just total piece of shit curmudgeon about this like oh, I don't give a shit some, oh, some sort of stupid red motherfucker I don't care <laughs> oh you're talking oh, about like I Red Hulk yeah well I'm a picture of Harrison Ford doing like a press tour and just like not giving a shit about the role like I just can't imagine he like oh I really wanted to play General Ross I just no. imagine they're like look dude name your fucking price and we'll do it I'm He's surprised. going to be a fucking I'm, big grump asshole about it. Probably. I'm, yeah, based on that, I'm surprised he's even still appearing in films, quite frankly. I don't know what he's getting yeah. out of it, aside saying, from money. They, I, I think they really must need. have been like, dude, name your fucking price. <laughs> or, yeah, it's just strange. Something. Watch him just like uh, pull the rug out from under us and give like an a, a excellent performance, just, just like completely just passionate. <laughs> rocking it. On, real Daniel Day-Lewis style. <laughs> transform his life and he went into that mocap studio and mocapped red hulk for audiences really across the red world hulk, yeah 
Ra, I am Red Hulk. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really. I don't really. This is not making me no. want to go see the. Although what I heard it is about that movie is that the uh, leader is supposed to be like the main villain, right? Which is intriguing because it's played by uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who is great in everything he's in, and also played him in uh, the Incredible Hulk in 2008. Way back so, when, yeah. super long time coming. So I'm looking forward cool. to him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson is in talks to star in a new Naked Gun movie that's going ahead with uh, Akiva Schaefer directing Key of Lonely Island. Why? They don't really make slapstick movies anymore, I feel like. So I'm curious I what the hell this one's that, even going right? to be like. I feel like... I don't know. Maybe they're going to try and bring it back. Maybe it's going to be like retro funny. Maybe, maybe they're just gonna commit to the bit and just like not even care, give a shit what people think. And Liam's, or, or more likely, Liam's done some like comedic esque stuff where he's like very serious straight man, but he's doing comedic stuff. So maybe they won't commit to full slapstick like, uh, like Leslie Nielsen did, but maybe it'll be, be the dead scene. Comedy yeah, deadpan theory. silly somehow. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this bizarre. is another one that does not... I mean, I'm not, like, running out to theaters to see it, but... No. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll see it in the Discord? Maybe catch it in a group setting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some other uh, late-arriving news, late-coming uh, late happenings in the games and games sphere. G4TV died again after one year of being back on the air. And it is the perfect season for reburying a shambling corpse. Yeah, so that's that makes sense. Bummer. Well, whatever. Hey, didn't they try to come back as like a YouTube channel or something? Or they what? tried to come back Wait. as a freaking show on television. And they had, a, oh. I think, a YouTube presence, maybe Twitch presence. But everyone agrees that they should have just come back as a YouTube and Twitch presence. Because they were competing in a space that, like... They couldn't, they didn't have a foothold in anymore. They had nostalgia on their side, I guess, or they thought they did, but the content they were making just wasn't, yeah, didn't have a place in this tough planet. because, yeah, when I think of G4, I think of the most fond things that I think of at least um, Ninja Warrior, Cop. Well, no, that was when, no, that was when I had cancer and it was, it was on its <laughs> deathbed. No, I think it shows like Cinematech. Uh, I think that was what it was called, where it would literally just play, like, trailers oh, or, cool. like, cutscenes, like, or whatever, from games. And just, like, games I've never seen before. Or, like, um, just the review shows, you know, obviously. Uh, what was the one with Tommy Tellerico? Oh, um... Electric Playground. Electric Anyways, Playground. all of the stuff is... They, I mean, and obviously, the internet was, quote-unquote, there when this was out, but... Mainstream internet has replaced all that. If I want to see a review for a game, I have a thousand look up on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, you know, any trailer I want is on there as well. It's just like I don't see what I and I oh yeah you know we we podcast for video games. You know what I'm Podcasts are another thing that basically just replaces your fucking uh you know Attack of the Show or your mm -hmm. what was Adam Sessler's show called? Um. Oh my god! Check out the show. Right, I'm blanking. It's crazy. It's like I know all these, <laughs> but I'm blanking on them right now. But anyways, I love these shows. But now you can just get them in, yeah, podcast or, or just uh, 
X-Play. It's called X-Play. X-Play, Jesus. Uh, I have so many fond memories of those, but it just it just seems like a different era, you know what I mean? It's just not needed now. And yeah, you make a point that like podcasts and stuff replaced that because there's these personalities that are doing maybe not us exactly, but doing good work, good journalistic work, Definitely not good us. relating but stuff really people. well. Uh <laughs> we I mean we're personality based as a as an entertainment thing um as a vehicle you know other people yeah. are personality and information based um really all g4 had going for it was like the nostalgic personalities and only some of them the other people they were bringing in were content creators on the internet who already had their own space on the web and fan base uh so you didn't really need g4 to see those people uh, yeah and even like you know because they were a I don't know what the correct term for institution is not a correct term, but they're like a, a proven, you know, thing, you know, they, they did get like scoops on games and like, uh, you know, demos and stuff. Right. But now like, you know, a, a, a Twitch streamer or a YouTube, you know, person, personality who has a few million subscribers can get those things too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to go to the quote unquote news to get like the inside stuff anymore. Just cause that's not how marketing works anymore. Right, it's also widespread. And there are now. quote unquote influencers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Kinda... So, yeah, ripping rip Pozo, I guess. <laughs> ripping peace. Uh, the Sims Five is in development under the code name Project Renee. R E A. Yeah, some of this came across my uh, my desk a few days a few weeks <laughs> ago. It? Um. I, they didn't show much. They showed, like, some of the new furniture stuff. Uh, it looks like you'll be able to, like... Like, they showed a uh, couch, and you were able to, like, pick, a, pick the design of, like, the uh, like the upholstery the of it. You were mm-hmm. able to, like, uh, adjust, like, pillows and, like, change the direction of them. It looked very interesting. I'm, uh, I'm interested where it'll be. Know, yeah, a lot of minute what, details. Yeah, a lot on, of like, a lot of like super like intricate details with furniture, which is cool. I, sounds cool, but I mean, just looking at the Sims Four and how much less content cool it was yes. than the scene. Well, yeah, and how much like they'd cut out and sold to you. I think I seen something on. It was like Sims Four had all their like DLC on sale. Still on like two hundred bucks, nine hundred dollars, nine hundred something dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I like Sims 3 a lot better. The only reason I like Sims 4 is because it has that multiplayer mod. I would probably admit. Yeah, I do. But, uh, who knows, man? Maybe they're, they'll, they'll learn with Sims 3 and they won't make thousands upon thousands of DLC. That yeah, would be nice. But... Not try to monetize the shit out of it. Yeah, you'll get your, you get your Star Wars Cantina DLC. It's also going to have a solo and collaborative play. And crossplay. Uh, we didn't get a look. They're at the also, themselves. I guess, they were testing something. They showed a little bit of it where he was doing something on the computer, or the person was doing something on the computer, and then they yes. swapped over to their phone, and they were able to continue, continuously do what they were doing. So yeah, I guess the the sorry, yeah, the the buy and build phase is going to have multiplayer collaborative functionality with cross platform. So you can use different devices and switch between them. Yeah, exactly. So you can build with your friends. That's cool. You don't need a mod to build with your friends. You will need a mod to insert 
nasty ass degenerate bizarre freaks into your game <laughs> to your to your house so uh get those get those spun up and apparently we'll be getting more news about sims 5 over the next few years 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 yes uh the recent elden ring patch after being a bit data mined was found to contain references to ray tracing features that don't yet work but uh, also two heretofore non-existent maps one of which based on naming convention seems like another legacy dungeon and the other one appears to be brand new so early hints of dlc time will tell not much more to say yeah, about that break <laughs> yeah that's that's like andy's thing to to tell you guys yeah uh great let me see what the map let me give me the dlc announce something i don't nothing mm -hmm. it's cool it's like yay we know something's being made but like that's about all you're getting out of me or wait till the some sort of Jeff Keeley. Yeah, wait till right. Wait till the keel gives me something. Where's Jeff? What does Jeff have to say about all this? Hey, December's coming up. <laughs> December is coming up. Oh, it's you're exciting, right. Exciting time. Let us arrive now at the fresh news of the past week. First of all, <laughs> I just read <laughs> the Zelda wiki is going independent again. Legend of Zelda, that is. Again, yeah. Didn't they do this? Didn't they do this before? I don't. I'm I don't know. I don't sure think they did so. this before. I think it would have been mentioned if they did this before. But they, what it means is they're splitting from the corporate trash overlords fandom, which owns all the like wiki uh, as a network. Uh, if you don't know, fandom fucking sucks and made all wikis under their banner remarkably worse, both in form and function. Yeah, and they suck. It with ads, and it's terrible. I wish all wikis could do what, what Zelda wiki is, is currently doing. Apparently the Terraria and RuneScape wikis have done this previously, and I wish everyone could do this. Uh, the new domain will be zeldapedia.wiki, and from my limited experience with the Zelda wiki, I think it is, it is a good wiki that deserves to be free from under the yoke of fandom. So good for them, and good for the internet. Fandom ruined wikis. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, every time I go to, like, I'm watching a seasonal anime and I want to see how a story continued, uh, I have to go to the wiki, and I usually go to the fandom wiki and just a pain in the ass. Especially on mobile. Jesus. Oh, my God. Hmm. Bungie is bringing back their marathon franchise for the first time in 25 years as a three-man squad extraction shooter. You know, one of those. Uh, where you got to load up, get in, and get out, and you lose your loot if you die. Uh, right. It seems like it's going to be live service focused in some way. Anyway, I have no personal experience with Marathon, but... Uh, I've never been playing any of the games in the series. And they are kind of, you know, old at this point in that they were the precursor to Halo. But Mandalore Gaming's video series on them is fascinating. He goes over the lore of the series and all of its implications and also reviews the games of course and so basically <laughs> to be honest they're kind of at this point a replacement for playing the games on my end you know uh but those are great videos yeah i, I have also seen those uh, pretty good and i'm tickled to think of what he's gonna have to say about that like live service three-man squad shooter 
funny stuff. Yeah, it's, well, what a, uh, I mean, Bungie kind of knows what they're doing, though, with live service, right? They had Destiny into the belt. This is the first non-Destiny game they made in over a decade. Uh, and they've been at I mean, those for a long time. And they've made mistakes, to be sure, certain. But, uh, yeah, they have a lot of experience, at least. Uh, hopefully they... Hopefully it fails. Oh, miserably. Uh, I said it. Hopefully they use their experience to make a better product and not to better suck money out of people. That would be nice. Let's hope that that's what happens. Pretty nice. Capcom showed off some new Resident Evil 4 remake gameplay footage at their showcase the other day. Wowzers, uh, does that look not great, folks? So, yeah, what do you think, Greg? What do you think of just initial impressions of the RE4 uh, remake? It looked, it looked nice. Footage? I mean, I, it, it's Resident Evil 4, man, just with a fresh coat of paint on it, isn't it? Mm. it yes, but also... There are clearly some changes, you know. There are some changes. Some changes. I mean, there's the one they showed the dog. Apparently, he's dead as a doorknob. See, I don't think that's the dog. I don't think that's Huey. I don't think no. it's that I mean, dog. It do- it I is think it's when just they, a When you dog. see the dog, it is at night, and it doesn't turn night, you know. Yeah. So you're laid out, and you free the dog, you free the dog like at the beginning of the game. Who knows? Not in 2022. <laughs> uh I did like the new uh they did show a few designs of like they showed Ada, Ashley, all them. Uh they showed yeah, the Ashley, L Luis, the El Gigante. The villains. They did. Uh, he looks pretty cool in his new thing. The merchant looks looks bustin'. <laughs> you do like the merchant, don't you? I do. I think the merchant's a cool dude. Lewis looks cool, even though everyone on the internet thinks he looks like some dirty scumbag. Even though that's it's what he cute. is. It's true. His his appearance now more reflects his character. His characterization. Although I don't know that that's like what you're supposed to do, but that's what they're doing. So it's like, okay, it still makes sense. <laughs> uh as far as appearances go, I all we can hope, all we can pray for is that Ashley's ears are still under there somewhere. Her dying ear. <laughs> I I really think I was saying this earlier, um, with some of the changes, I hope that they do, uh, I wonder if with Lewis, like, you know, how he dies in, uh, four, that's going to be, uh, gross as hell with the, uh, all these new fancy graphics and whatnot. Probably. Yeah. It's going to be very, uh, well lit. Trousers, gross arm. They showed the new, I zoned out for a little bit. Showed the new design for Little Man. Oh, Salazar. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. No hat. Everyone Just kept saying no, that uh, he was modeled after Hospital, and it was fucking cracking me up. <laughs> Who? <laughs> it's funny. Hospital's the little. Uh, I hate that little little fucker. little Russian dude. Little little man looks like a baby. Oh, I, yeah. I always, I always like the very I always small... post him in the Discord. I think like I know a, definitely. He's like an adult, right? He doesn't look like that guy. <laughs> no, it's just funny though. No, sure. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a good one. Um, yeah. So we saw some like mechanical changes, like uh, you can parry. Yeah, you now. do. That was cool. There's... You can parry the chainsaw with a knife. Uh, that's nuts. And straight up, like 
we saw, you know, one of the villagers thrust a pick, pitchfork at Leon and he deflects it. So that's cool. Um, there's also apparently knife degradation, at least with the knife, there's degradation. I always kind of dislike weapon degradation, but maybe it's balanced well in the game. I mean, knows. that, thank goodness, because you are blocking, there are parts where you are going to block, like, pitchforks, you said, you're blocking a chainsaw. That'll True. do some wear and tear on a, uh, a knife. Yeah, maybe they're having to balance the, the new parry mechanic with the re- weapon degradation, or with the knife degradation specifically. That's a good point. I'm and there's a uh, change. There's also expanded crafting now, uh, and ex- and an and an expanded merchant trade mechanic. So there's like more modernization to that aspect of things, which could go either way. Honestly, I don't know if that's going to add to the. I experience. hope the village just not filled with bullshit, like littered with yeah. garbage that we have to collect. In my opinion, the way RE4 handled all its like minor crafting and trading stuff was like perfect, like chef's kiss. It was like just just enough to keep always keep you looking without being too so much that you're just picking up trash to fill your inventory so that you can take it back to base and sell it to the merchant, you know. So hopefully they balance it well still. Any other notes about the uh, the Capcom show? I mean, they showed off like other re stuff like reverse and oh uh, yeah like reverse that. comes out what the 28th i think it said so you know i, I know everybody's Wait, gonna when? be downloading like t- two days dude that soon i didn't yeah that uh, i know village also, dlc I, the yeah that also comes out. i bought that out. i'm excited for that we're, yeah we're gonna have to both play that and talk about another podcast um yeah dude uh you can download and everything comes out 28th Ugh, god whatever um yeah where's outbreak that's all i gotta say where the fuck is outbreak there's outbreak capcom no one cares about reverse or looks cool though i'm all right before yeah it'll probably be good i think it'll be good I mean, I played through that game, I feel like, at least, like, 10, 15 times when I was a kid. Same. Same. One of my most replayed games ever. Yeah, definitely. I even got, uh, I, I think for Christmas, I got the, uh, the GameCube chainsaw controller. Oh, man, you got that? Yeah, I wish I knew where that, I wish I still owned that. They did, uh, show off some of the Legendary Edition items. No chainsaw controller this time, unfortunately. You can get a, uh like an attache case or a gold attache case and like a keychain and there's like a Leon figure and stuff like that. That's cool. No chainsaw controller though. You know, uh, they should have given you one vial of uh, that parasite serum just injected into a random person. <laughs> this is real Las Plagas. Uh... Yeah. If when you pick this up, you are waiving the liability. <laughs> didn't they give didn't they as part of one of the collector's editions or whatever didn't they give like a vial of t-virus at one point oh that's cool that. something like that i don't know but that is cool anywho uh square enix registered a trademark in japan for symbiogenesis which is the merging of two separate organisms to form a single new organism and so the speculation is that this is 
related parasite-y? to some kind of parasite e revival. And the mitochondria. The mitochondria. Uh, I only loosely know what that is. God, this is like a, in the realm of uh, like Resident Evil and Dino Crisis. I watched like a video essay on it once. It looked insane to me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's a, a little bit of a different breed. A friend of mine back in the day showed me the beginning of it, where everyone like explodes in the beginning. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, this game is crazy, and then just immediately shut it out of my brain. I'm uh, <laughs> down for this. Looks cool. Um, or sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, that, Jesus. Uh, yeah, Parasite Eve is all about cellular stuff, so this is not confirmed in any way, but people are just speculating at this point. And cool if true, uh, especially because, like, as I understand it, the last entry, third birthday, was like atrocious and soured the franchise for years to come to this day. So, of course, people who uh, held the first two games in high regard would be clamoring for such a return to form. I mean, if it is such a thing for the Parasite Eve franchise, that would be great for them. We'll <laughs> see. Because they got screwed. We shall see. A, uh, a preservationist named Kirkland recently uploaded his entire complete collection of digitally scanned PlayStation 2 game manuals to archive.org in high resolution. 17 gigs of 1,795 titles, plus variants, Goodness. art books, mini guides, and comics, all preserved on the internet for posterity. I mean, that's pretty neat. I love stuff like this. Yeah. Just just passionate people preserving things for our future, just so we have them, you know? These were physical items that could have been lost to time. And that, that's the reason he stated he did it. He's just like, nobody's doing this, you know? Like, it's been 25 years, <laughs> uh, or it's been 20 years, whatever. You know, the, all we have of a lot of these manuals is low-res stuff from mid-2000s, and that just won't do for preservation purposes so it's it's amazing this guy literally bought all of these games all of the ps2 games over 22 years bought a scanner scanned over 58,000 pages organized them all digitally with photo editing scripting software uh he spent tens of thousands of dollars and months of time doing this so much work as a labor of love and uh, the same person also did a full set of SNES manuals and is currently working on PS1 games, apparently. It's just, like, crazy. <laughs> I, w- I wish pretty cool. I wish there was someone like this for every niche thing. You know, every niche thing that's not yet preserved to the satisfaction of data hoarders. It's great. Yeah, very cool. And archive.org is also just, you know, I'll say it forever. It's it's a great resource for all sorts of stuff. Uh, preserved, you know, data of all sorts. Anyway. Pour out an Estus for the online servers of Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition on PC. Because it was just confirmed that they're gone for good. Good. Why are they out for good? Well, first of I all, you can't do it. What? Is it just because wh- they're like why? littered with hackers or you know why? Um, so there was all that hubbub about 
the Dark Souls uh um essentially littered with hackers, but in a way that they were comp- they were compromised. Like they like compromised your computer servers. basically. You, like, yeah, they, they were actually your... Exactly. They were actually like fucked up. That's crazy. So, um, That's so fucking nuts that that was even like a thing. Mm-hmm. FromSoft t- took them all offline. Um, they've been steadily coming back, but the reason this one isn't coming back is because Prepare to Die Edition on PC is no longer even available for sale. It has been supplaced, supplanted, or replaced by the remaster. Uh, for better or ill, I think it's kind of dumb that they don't sell the original version anymore, even though it was riddled with bugs and needed DS fix to even work. But uh, still, yeah, uh, it's been replaced by by a different version, so that's why that original version servers are no longer coming back. But they did say they they just brought back uh, DS2's Scholar of the First Sins server or servers. They they just came back up. DS3's two months ago, as you may recall. Um, and the remaster servers aren't back up yet, but apparently they're working on it. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been months of just you know Souls fans being like, "What the hell is going on? Can you please tell us something?" And they've been steadily like, uh, you know, working on it behind the scenes and bringing them back up one or one after another. Must really suck to be a Souls fan. I wouldn't want to be <laughs> one of them, especially because John turned against you all and called the shot. Don't worry, guys. I'm gonna let oh, you yeah. in on a little secret. John couldn't even get out of the asylum in Dark Souls One. It was embarrassing. Yikes! Really? I could do anything I wanted to. I just <laughs> chose not to. I don't know if I believe not anything, obviously, but you know, I can beat a video game. I just chose not to. Considering you assassinated the video game, I don't think that you, <laughs> I think you can. You can't even prove it at this point. Uh, well, yeah, well, I saw Greg playing uh, Elden Ring the other day, and they were playing co-op, and they killed a boss, and he had an achievement for it. Wait, uh, didn't even do fuck? it by himself. All right, and your point? Uh, grow up, old didn't man. Didn't even beat it by yourself. All right, who cares? I don't care about that. I'm not... Uh, you are, I almost look, said you, something. In, in the last I breath, almost said something last really breath, mean. You just called me out for not, for not beating Dark Souls. You didn't beat Dark Souls. I'm just saying. And, now, and I, and I never... Because I called you out for not probably I am upset. This is real panic and... What are they called? Panic and paranoia? Inducing? Panic inducing? Uh, panic panic induced pain panic. and panic? <laughs> no. All pain and panic. Pain and panic. <laughs> this is real pain and panic behavior. I gotta yeah, say, Hades, guys. you gotta give us some line, dude. What are, you're not doing your job. <laughs> I, I like it. I enjoy seeing you. Oh, okay. Squabble. No, see, I think you'd be trying to like. Yeah, I think you would like. Yeah, out, you'd be like, and we'd be like arguing behind you, playing video games while you're trying to tell us <laughs> to do something. That's probably how it would go. Yeah. But yeah, end of an era. Playing breakers in the background. <laughs> Don't <laughs> stop playing Dragon Ball the Breakers. <laughs> go fetch Vito for me. From Italy, kill baby Vito before he. Oh, we threw. We threw Vito, threw in, the Vito off a cliff. Oh, in the fucking soul pool. I didn't tell you to do that, yeah, but I no, I actually, it. oh no, better yet, Vito and Andy are those uh, two witches or the three witch sisters that share the eyeball. Oh, that share the eye, cut the cords. Yeah, we just need yeah, one person, one other person for them. <laughs> uh, and finally, for today at least, it was announced. Hold on, wait, 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 real quick, real quick. Sure. No, Vito is the Minotaur. <laughs> That Hercules beats up in the beginning. The centaur? And Andy, yeah, the centaur, sorry. 
big dumb one who has Meg. Oh yeah. And then uh Andy is the with the Hydra. The Hydra that, the that Hydra. they crush with the building. The what about the uh the fat yeah. ogre that he like grabs and he like spins around I think super fast and like throws him? Uh yeah. Well there's the elementals too or whatever. The Titans. The Titans. Yeah. We don't uh, we don't have a big enough cast. No, Man. unfortunately. We don't have a big enough uh podcasting crew to inhabit the roles of the villains of unfortunately we can it's dire anyway uh anyway. yeah it was announced that the witcher the first game in the series that is is being remade in unreal engine 5 by polish studio fool's theory with cd project red supervising Oh, uh, is this uh, something this... to be excited about? Yes. I would say I, so. I've only, yeah. only played The Witcher 3, so... And I, okay, I thought okay. that was alright. I right. actually didn't play The Witcher either. Have you played any of The Witcher games, John? I played The Witcher 3 in some? a while. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I found it. It's going to be some... I'm a man told oh my god! It was just too big. <laughs> oh, I get oh, you. All right. A lot of a lot like, of people I put, share like, that. Sixty opinion. hours in it, and I was like, someone told me I was like, "Are oh, you're like halfway through?" And I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know. I just didn't want to do it that much longer. I guess I wasn't really drawn into the story either. I mean, and I only played three, so obviously missing like a huge history of the characters. But I, you know, I was not as drawn in. I've seen a lot of people express similar opinions to that on the internet over the the course of its like tale as a game. Um, initially, of course, it was lauded as like one of the best games ever, and I still personally think Witcher Three is one of the best games ever made, like as a game. Um, but oh, I have too long. I can understand that. I was totally immersed in like the whole thing the whole time. Well, the first time you played it, sick. But like, if I want to pick up the game again, like I got to play the whole first island. True and. This is the real, this would be my real hot take, actually. Baron side quest? It's just fine. What? I see it brought up so many times, like, top side quests of all time, and I thought I played through all the, I mean, it was cool. I was, but I, I, I don't know, I was not blown away. That's okay. A gross little baby. I mean, you're wrong, but that's okay. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. That's, that's okay. Baron's still piece of shit. Oh, no, I'm sad sometimes. Let me beat my wife up. Yeah, I uh, people like me think it's a good game, but I, I've definitely seen a lot of people. I still think it's a good game. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I'm talking long ways. That I didn't finish it. I still recognize mm -hmm. it. It's pretty darn solid. I mean, I love the the monster. I mean, yeah, no, there's tons of things I like about the game. I love monster hunting and like you know you got to find the monster and find their weakness and yeah, and all that. I think it's cool. Yeah, that stuff is great. And you know, um. So, well, first of all, this is the project codenamed Canis Majoris. Uh, we, uh, if you recall, the talk of multiple codenamed games in production recently. Um, so that that's that one off the list. Personally, I've played Witcher 1 a couple times through uh, for some reason, and I feel like I'm a lot less harsh on it than most people tend to be. Um, it you kind think of a, it'll... All right, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll have a question for after. Okay, okay. Um, I think it tends to get a bad rap because people regard it as like super janky, outdated, and everything like that. 
it never struck me that way. Even playing it years after the fact, I mean, it's 2007, I believe it, even playing it years after the fact, it never struck me as like super janky or anything. It's like, it's certainly not up to the modern standards of gameplay, but like maybe cause I also never really had a problem with like Witcher game, whatever. Any case, um, I always had a soft spot for the Witcher one. Uh, but I think, um, even though it's not anywhere near as unplayably janky as people say it is, uh, and it's still been a while since I played it, so maybe my perception is skewed. But uh, it's a it's a game that's so small scale and of its time that I'm surprised it would even be the subject of a remake. And it makes me think that they're going to expand on it. And what I'm worried about is that they're going to change the atmosphere, which was the biggest draw, I think, of the original Witcher game. It has an atmosphere that's sort of different than the next two. It has more of like a uh, a grounded medieval folklore-ish kind of vibe to it. Um, just like this this kind of muddy world. I don't know how to, how to describe it exactly. Um, this creaking world that I, I enjoyed that aspect of it, that feeling. So I hope that that's not lost by modernizing it, expanding it, etc. Um, I don't think it's going to yeah. wow people as a hidden gem now that it's that now that it will be more accessible to play. It's just this fucking weird little game that was comfortable in its own niche skin for years. Uh, and the people who enjoyed it, it was, it was kind of like a, a cult game that got really popular sequels. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, almost specifically because it's not up to, to modern standards, you know? So it's wild that this will be getting this, the spit and polish treatment or spit and Polish treatment. <laughs> it was already a Polish game. I'm so are you going to ask me for you? I say because uh, from my understanding, the first Witcher is a kind of linear game. It's not open world. More linear, yes, right? definitely. You think they'll make it more open world, like the third game, or do you think they're gonna stick strictly? That's actually a great question because that kind of ties into what I was saying. Where it's like it's this small, weird game that, like, as yeah, exactly, it's linear, much more so than. Or more so than the sequel, and much more so than Witcher Three, which is an open world game. Um, and what does modernizing it entail? What does remaking it entail? Are they going to reimagine it from the ground up? Like, oh, you're playing as Geralt, and you're doing essentially the same events, but in a completely different format, in a completely different way. You're exploring the world differently. There's new areas, new stuff to do. Um. And you're not approaching it the same way. I don't know. I can't say. But it does make me think that just based on how remakes tend to go these days uh, and what people who remake things take inspiration from in other remakes, it's entirely possible that it'll go from fairly linear. You could travel between areas. So it's not like literally walking down a corridor the entire game, but from more linear to Witcher 3-esque, uh, go anywhere at any time. And pick up side quests and stuff like that. Could be. Mm. Could go that way. I will have to see. Mm-hmm. So I hope it doesn't lose its uh, whatever magic it possessed as that little niche. Charm. Type. 
that little charm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, and so, yeah, that's Canis Majoris, and we still have yet to get word on other titles, but based on what we know about them, it seems likely that, like, Polaris will be more about uh, sequel stuff to the Witcher series, so maybe Ciri as the protagonist, or at least sub sequential events, subsequent events, rather. Um, and then there's that other thing that's, I forget what it's called, that's uh, Project Sirius, or was that, no, maybe Project Sirius, that was, like, um, maybe going to be a prequel of Geralt. Andy suggested that, actually, that maybe that other thing will be a prequel. So you can have Geralt and eat your cake, too, by <laughs> right. by kind of resetting the world state and the characters and stuff like that. Could be. As with all, we shall see. And we'll sh we shall see you again next week, as long as anyone else doesn't have any last-minute surprise news. <gasps> any last-minute treats? Oh, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, our bags are nonetheless chock full, I think. I think we had good stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. All you Willow the Wisps out there. Depart and disperse out upon yonder bog until next week's moon well waxes. Remember fondly. Uh... Ghoulies must die. <laughs> then yeah, then add some bad noises there. Then, yeah, we'll be good. Yeah. Remember that all ghoulies must be elbow dropped. Uh One Piece. You know, actually both of you, please speak some final words of ritual over the embers of our broken campfire as we recede into the mists. Please. The One Piece is real. Can we get much higher? So high. <laughs> oh. All right, I had that. I like where John was going. He was like summoning, summoning One Piece into reality. Summoning it's, One Piece. We, we all know it's not real. So he was actually summoning real? it into our reality. So like as a joke, like to make it real, so that to prove all the naysayers wrong. Yeah, it real. it's really cool that he was like making something it happen that's real. never happened before. Like, you know, real. it's against all our, our tenets of civilization to bring one piece into the physical realm. No one would want. That, I just but... want to be so hateful right now. You don't get it. You don't get it. I'm going to pause. I'm going to stop it so I can be. Hateful. All right. <laughs> You're going to stop it so you can be hateful. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's go be hateful off air. My little gremlins.